You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 27, Instruction Manuals. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. It is the weekend after Christmas. How was your experience? Like, what are you proud of? How many times did you belly laugh? What was the one moment that sticks in your mind that was priceless? Like where you really felt connected? Did you savor something new or old? Like an old tradition or an old recipe? As I was writing out the framework for this episode, I was really getting into asking these questions. Like this is the good stuff. We are mining for gold in our experience. And it helped me to mine the gold out of my experience as well. So here are mine. I'm proud of purchasing a seasonal item back at Halloween that our son loved. And he was so surprised when he opened it at Christmas. The look on his face was priceless. I had at least three belly laughs. One of the moments that sticks out in my mind was playing a new board game and singing to George Strait with my in-laws. And we savored some prime rib, which apparently is really popular for Christmas here in, in Central Texas, at least based on the line at the grocery store and multiple people purchasing it. And finally, savoring a new tea, peppermint chocolate tea by the Republic of Tea which is caffeine-free and very tasty. So if you're looking for a new tea, consider that one. It is now the last weekend of 2018. Amazing. Today's episode is intended to be support for you as you deconstruct your experience with family and friends. It's easy to start out with all the positive, right? All the things that were awesome. But in case it wasn't all rainbows and daisies, because real life isn't, Real life is half up, half down. Most days we have both, and the holidays really kind of push us to the extremes. Higher highs, lower lows. So we really want to deconstruct that. Sometimes, as you know, it is challenging to stay composed in a group setting, especially during the holidays when things are supposed to be perfect. Perfect is in air quotes. If you had a real experience, as I did, then let's work through it and see what we can learn. Were you frustrated about someone not showing up or arriving late, not bringing what they agreed to, leaving early, drinking too much, not drinking enough? Or did you feel angry that people didn't help or contribute or care or notice? Or how about feeling lonely? Lonely because you weren't invited or noticed, not appreciated. Or maybe lonely being in a group and not fitting in. How about overwhelm? Overwhelm with the amount of work that it requires to be part of a group or to entertain or travel or maybe just to get out of bed. If you experience any of those things, then you are not alone. And what do they have in common? 
they're all expectations on how others should be. And I use the word should intentionally. How others should act or behave, notice anything. It's what we expect and we really think we're right. In fact, we believe that we are right. So here's an example. Uncle Bobby, he really shouldn't drink that much. Or Aunt Linda, she should really keep her mouth closed. She shouldn't be gossiping. I could really get into those beliefs on how I'm right and how I feel about how they behave because that's what our minds do, whatever it is. We believe we're right. We perseverate over it. We talk with other people about it. We bring them in. We really become entrenched in those beliefs, except here's the source of pain or loneliness or overwhelm or anger. It's our beliefs. Say this a different way. Our belief is the source of our pain. We do it to ourselves. We create our own pain by the expectations that we have for others on how they should be, how they must be. They will never live up to them. At least they'll never live up to them perfectly. My coach calls this having a manual for how others should live. It's like our instruction guide. They should do this and this and this. And then we tell ourselves, here's the funny part. If they do all that, they'll be happy. Like I know what it's going to take for somebody else to be happy. Sometimes I don't even know what it takes for me to be happy. How could I know for somebody else? But that's what our instruction manual does. It tells us that if other people do this, they will be happy. But here's the truth. We want other people to do those things, to be those things, to follow that instruction guide because we need it to be happy. It's what calms our restlessness or our discomfort. And we tell ourselves things like, If Uncle Bobby didn't drink that much, dinner would have been more enjoyable. If Aunt Linda didn't gossip, the party would have been fun. Wow. Can you see it? Can you see in those examples how the thoughts are really powerless? Like all the power goes to Uncle Bobby and Aunt Linda to decide what my experience is going to be like. Here's a side note. These are not references to anyone I know or any situation that occurred for me (laughs) in the holidays. Back to our episode. So we give them all the power and we use how they behave to determine how we feel. And we become really steeped in that manual. We really believe that uncle and aunt, they should know, they should stop, they should understand, they should see how they affect others because that's what really justifies our opinion and our expectations. Boy, can we become self-righteous without even recognizing it. What I want you to see is how we need others to be different for our experience to be positive. Those are the common beliefs that it's the circumstances have to change for us to feel better or us to think differently. But what if our experience can just be ours, regardless of how other people behave? What if we could hold on to our own power and direct our own behavior? and direct our thinking, maybe just even acknowledge our thinking, because those are the things that will help us to be happy, will help us to see the source of our unhappiness, or the source of any emotion we're experiencing. So let's say it a different way. Uncle Bobby's consumption of alcohol is not responsible for how I feel. I am. Aunt Linda's conversations 
are not responsible for how I feel. I am. They cannot make me feel, act, or do anything. Only my thinking can and does. So what I choose to make other people's behavior mean, that's going to determine how I feel. What I choose to think about them is going to determine how I feel. I'm taking it a step farther. So if I make Uncle Bobby's alcohol consumption mean that he doesn't love his family, that's going to bring some intense emotion for me. If I make it mean that he's going to die of cirrhosis, more intense emotion. Or he's missing out on love, or he could have been so much more in life. Lots and lots of intense emotion. Can you see it? All negative, all intense, and it's what I have applied to somebody else's behavior that's going to create how I feel. So what's normal? Needing Uncle Bobby to be different so that I don't have all these thoughts. So that I don't experience all the intense emotion because I don't like it. Nobody does. It's easier to blame and be powerless rather than to look at our own thinking. And I encourage you to apply this to anyone in your life to start recognizing those instruction manuals. To start seeing your manual as the source of your pain, not somebody else's behavior. See all of the thoughts that the mind can come up with. They may or may not be true. They're just thoughts. And Uncle Bobby has no responsibility for making me feel better. That's my job. So can you see all of the pain that thinking generated? All the context that was applied to somebody else's behavior? And that the instruction manual for Uncle Bobby is the source of pain? Your mind may want to go back to all of the merits of believing that Uncle Bobby and alcohol use are the problem. That's not. It's my thinking. So let's use another example. Let's say we have a dear friend named Tony who's married to somebody who we don't think treats him well, who should be kinder, more generous, more supportive. And every time we see Tony and hear about their lives, we get upset. So what's the source of the pain? Is it Tony? Nope. His wife? Nope. Me? Yes. Because I have a manual on how she should behave. And she's not living up to it. In fact, she's not even trying. She should, right? She should know better. She should do these things. She's married to the dear friend. She should be showing up as her best self. The source of my pain, though, is me. And what I make her behavior mean. It's what I think should be happening. I've given her all the power to manage how I feel. She's doing a terrible job. And it's not her fault. It's my fault. I've not managed my power. It's not her job to make me feel any particular way because she can't. No matter what she does or how she speaks or how she behaves, she cannot make me feel a certain way. Only my thoughts can. So her involvement in her marriage, none of my business. And having thoughts about her, like negative thoughts, doesn't help. Doesn't help the friendship with Tony. In fact, it's going to be filled with judgment, a lot of it. And I won't see him when I'm too busy judging her. If you notice this in your life, you can pick up your power. You can pick it up anytime. It may be there on the floor looking like it's been trampled over, but you can bend over and pick it up. It's yours. It's renewable. You need to see that it's never for you to give it away. 
It's yours. Here's an example of retaining personal power. So years ago, we went to see some distant relatives, and it was amazing. This wonderful, gracious couple, they invited over their adult children for dinner and board games with us that night. And they warned us before anyone arrived that one of the in-laws cheated, like an adult, cheated in the game. And that was it. They didn't say anything else. They just wanted us to know. They didn't make it mean anything. And when it occurred that night, because it did, they simply just called it out and kept moving on. No drama, no context. They didn't make it mean that he was bad or that their daughter married poorly or that their children weren't going to be raised well. None of it. Because he was not the source of how they felt. And he wasn't given any power that night to control the evening. There was no upside to giving their power away. And they didn't have to change anything about the evening. They could still enjoy being together as a family. They could enjoy playing board games. They could enjoy us being there too. Your personal power, which is to manage your mind, to own your thoughts, to connect how you feel with what you think, and to know that you never have to buy into anything about your thinking. You never have to believe it's true, especially when it causes you pain. That doesn't make it true either. Our mind constantly wants to remind us of what didn't go right, how we should be here years ago, what we should have done, we shouldn't be in debt, we shouldn't be overweight, we shouldn't have strained relationships, whatever it is, our mind wants to keep playing that over and over again. And I'll say this, blah, blah, blah. That's the mind clutter. That's the mind chatter. We all have these thoughts and we don't have to believe them. We don't have to relive them. We don't need a manual for others for us to be happy. We can just be happy or we can be unhappy or have any emotion in between because it's ours to own and to manage. We can just be and others they can just be too. So Uncle Bobby and alcohol, I can still love the people I'm around. I can still love him. Aunt Linda and the words that she uses and who she speaks with and how she speaks to them, still can love her and spend time with her and be in a group setting with her. Or I can choose to do something else. And dear friend Tony can be married and I can be happy. And I can be happy for him too. My thinking is my life experience. What I create, what I buy into, what I buy into intentionally or by default, what and how I choose to remember, and what I choose to believe about the future. That's my life experience. It's funny to think about so many years of believing that other people's behavior is responsible for how I feel. Believing that I had to avoid situations or people to be happy. And years of not seeing my personal power and how I gave it away. How I assumed that I didn't have a voice. Other people were in charge. They needed to change. And lastly, believing that other people should notice, should be available, should do things without being asked, really should read my mind. Years of believing those things. Mind-blowing that I no longer have to. I can meet my own needs. I was measuring the distance between my temples, three and a half inches across. And in that space contains my whole life experience, past, present, future, in that small space. It's all about how I think, what I think about, what I choose to believe, 
how I choose to respond, if I react and how, if I don't react. It's about allowing others to be just as they are to live their freedoms. And I say that with full respect to what is legal and throughout this whole conversation. I don't have to control anyone or anything to have a positive experience, ever. And I don't have to take it out on myself when or if I don't. I say all this with tools or with the idea of catching on to how your mind thinks or how your mind works. Because when you catch on to things, you can see that you don't have to buy into the same patterns, especially the patterns that hold you back, that keep you from making progress to your dream life. That dream life doesn't have to stay way out in front of you that you never get it. That dream life can be something that you work towards every single day. And our mind will constantly get in the way. So when you can identify when it happens, how it happens, or you can catch on to those tells, like the poker term, tell, (laughs) you're going to get so much farther. I've caught on to one of my tells. When I start to notice what other people are doing, like what they're doing with their time or their resources, and I notice that feeling of being critical, then I know that I am not taking care of my emotional health, that I have thrown my power on the ground, and it's time for me to rebalance. So now when it comes up, I simply say, ooh, need to rebalance, smile, even wink maybe, and get back on task. I'm responsible for me. I manage me. I control me. And that's all the time, not just when I feel like it. And when I do this, In a place of love and compassion, all is right in the world. I show up as my best self. I appreciate who others are, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they share, and I look for the positive and gravitate in that direction. We're going to build on this in a future episode, specifically the process of letting go of the instruction manuals that we have for others. It's totally possible. For now, recognize when it's coming up for you. See how it impacts you. See how it impacts your relationships with others. That's all you need to do. Identify and label, ooh, this is an instruction manual. This is a powerful time for coaching as we close out 2018 to really look at your personal power and how it's being directed and where you want it to be directed to, like that dream out there, bringing it closer. If you are ready, Message me, dina at georgemdcoaching.com, and let's set up a discovery call. There's so much of your life that's waiting, so much of your power that's waiting to come back to you, and that's truly phenomenal. I'm thankful for your support this year and wishing you a very joyous close of 2018 and many treasures in 2019. I'm also sending you a high five and all my best. I'll see you next time.